Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Happy Ash Wednesday, B. You too, sis. Did you guys get ashes yet? No, have you gone yet? We're, we're going at no. like 30. We're, we're going at witching we're, hour. We're going late night as well. I was like, you know, I know it's good to have them on the whole day. I know. But I'm also like, we're not really going anywhere to put them on display anyway. <laughs> I know. We're going in our house and here we are in the snowstorm just hiding. So it's fine. Oh, and fun. like for everyone who thinks I've taken up smoking for my Lenten trauma. Um, I'm just getting through a sickness. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, sidebar, sis, how was the appointment today? Did they give you something? I went and, you know, of course you go to urgent care thinking they're going to give you antibiotics. And they're okay. like, no, you're okay. Just at home and have some over-the-counter stuff. So honestly, I used to be very annoyed at that answer. But the more I've like recently been reading about like, more like homeopathic stuff and just like deep diving into, you know, our family's health and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have learned that antibiotics are actually not great. I don't know. I'm late to the party in realizing that, but apparently they are terrible for your gut. And the more you take them, the more susceptible you are. So it becomes this like, um, it's just like a, a vicious cycle of like the more you take them, the more you need them, and it that just makes a, makes a lot of sense to me now. So totally, that's good. Like I don't need them. I'm just gonna try to power through it. I know, and if only a mother could truly rest, as if they ask us to do that every time. In- right, <laughs> Get rest and plenty of water. I'm like, <laughs> hmm, all the hard things. All the things I'm going to be last to do in this family. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> but I was laughing while I was sitting there because, of course, I had to bring Augie with me because Johnny's working and the kids are in school. And so I have Augie with me and I'm just not feeling great. And I'm like laughing in my head like, okay, God, what a Lenten Lent. Like yeah. just such a moment where um, I, I actually just shared this on my social media. But it just. I just read it. This is so good. Yeah, I think that a lot of times we, we're just literal human beings. And so we think like, okay, Lent is such a literal thing where we have to have our certain promise. And I think that's so good. But I also think sometimes Lent is just a walk, you know, it's mm. not as black and white as we make it sometimes. No, I completely agree. And it's so easy to like search for something. And then you just look at your own life and maybe ask yourself, am I accepting the cross in front of me? Well, exactly do I add more crosses because if I'm grumpy with my one cross then I don't know if I really should be taking on five other crosses um now having that said I am going to give up sweets which is a little counter to what I said but um but I think the reason why I wanted to share it was because I think when people are in a low place Mm -hmm feel very demoralizing because you really feel like how could I do more like I'm already in such a low place and so I felt kind of like okay for someone that this might resonate with like you know I'm not in that place right now and I do feel like I can take on more to mm-hmm. work on virtue but there are people out there that might feel like dude like my Lent is waking up with a smile on my face for my kids yeah I love that be that's such a that's such good advice and and also just like asking, like maybe it's a mental thing more so than like a, I need to do 10 rosaries a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
which is so hard because you want to, you know, do that check in the box. Like I did Lent well, but you're so right. Like what, what can I do today in my daily life? And it could be a check off because that is good to like stay true to something that you set your mind to. But like, I guess what I mean is like sometimes you could be stuck on something like maybe there's a move happening or a baby coming or something like that and you keep meeting yourself with the same reoccurring stress coming to your mind. Well, your Lenten promise could just be in that moment of saying, I'm just going to redirect my thoughts every time Mm -hmm. a stressful thought comes and I'm going to say an immediate Hail Mary or I'm going to, you know, just say a quick little prayer in my mind to change that from a negative to a positive Um, You know, it doesn't have to always be like waking up early or something like that, that I think I've tried to think through like something very concrete, you know? That's so good. Like, yeah, like fasting from thoughts almost. That's a fast in and of itself. Like I'm going to go to God right now in this moment of fear, anxiety, uh, negativity, complaining. I'm doing that. Okay. We'll just redirect, redirect. And that's, that's what 40 days does. Like, I mean, it takes 30 days to build a habit, they say. So add 10 more and you actually might be transformed from Lent for once, you know? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and having that said though, um, I did think like, okay, I think this is a Lent where I feel like I can take on more. So right. I don't know if this is too much to just do a blanket fast from all sweets, but I really feel like I need to do that personally. So that's what I'm doing. What are you doing? That'll be so good because you'll notice how those things just pop up with without even um, realizing like, you know, day to day, I do it all the time. Like, oh, honey in my coffee or my latte or whatever. And by the end of the day, you've let the kids, at least I have, have a sucker here, uh, you know, ice cream for dessert here it's just like by the end of the day the whole family's had 15 different sweets I know and honestly I feel like I've let it become a runaway train so in my life this is not for everyone but for me where I'm at right now I'm like okay I could really I could personally use this because I really had no intentionality with the whole snacking and all those things. Um, because I think when you're breastfeeding and you have a new baby, yes, to a degree, you can give yourself grace. But I'm like, all right, it's been six months of grace. Like, I think I'm ready to <laughs> rein it in, you know? Oh, no, I love that. And it's it's so true. Like, I love what you said in your post. But you said something along the lines of if, if that was really going to bring you closer to him, then yes, do that. But you have to actually ask yourself the question. And so that is virtuous in and of itself because it's, it is a fast and we're supposed to be in the desert. We're not supposed to have comfort. So if like sweets is something that we go to for comfort or scrolling or whatever the thing is, if you think that, yeah, I just love that. Just, is this going to bring me closer to him? Instead of like, I'm just going to do this rote prayer because I said I would, even though I'm not actually praying. Sis, what are you doing? Well, I just decided, and I think it's because and I'm not going to be so harsh on myself. Like I, I get so strict with things. So like, I, I don't know if it's the discipline or the pride in me, but like, if I decide something, I won't, I go cold turkey. That's just how my brain works. And so, but this time I'm going to get off social media just because <laughs> of the state of my life, really. Like, I, I think that I don't know if our listeners know, but we're moving. And so, it's just there's so much happening right now that I actually have no choice but to focus on 
trust in God. Can we just pause and say sometimes Lent, it comes at a perfect time where it forces you to be like, okay, God, this logistically makes sense (laughs) to to decide because of the, of the backdrop of what is with life right now, which I think is beautiful about our faith. That is so good. It, and I felt that today when I woke up, I was like, because you just sit in your journal because I knew we were going to record today. I'm like, just write and maybe something will come up. And um, so I, I think I, I gave up social media last year just for step two GSMA, just that, that three weeks before Lent, just to prepare for Lent. And then you and I have done it in the past, like years ago, of course, here and there. Right. This time it's more so, and maybe this is selfish, but it's more so because I really have to get my head straight and just really be focused on. Well, you yeah, know. you guys are house hunting. I mean, no. I there, sis, but this is a big move. Yeah. Should we go into this first? Yeah. yeah. We shared it on the last one, but we're saving that episode, which is so funny. Um, but we, yeah, we're selling a house, we're selling maybe two houses and then buying a house. And then I also have to have a midwife and I need oh. to be there but no later than a month before probably. So we're just all over the place. All in this over. <laughs> yeah. In the best way though. I honestly think you guys have the best, beautiful and your spirit as a family. It is just, it's something to really admire to say that I think a lot of people stay stuck and, and we know, we know a lot of people who just, they want, and that's a beautiful thing too, actually, to be on autopilot and be like, we're never going to change and love it. Planting roots. And that's amazing. But I think that something so beautiful about you guys is that, you know, when the Holy Spirit gives a prompting, I think you guys answer it right away. And you're like, yep, Mm -hmm. You thank you, sis. Especially when it's like doesn't make sense. Like I'm about to have a child, and it's crazy. But I I'm trying to really give it over. And so I think for me, in this time, instead of you know posting or you know being on the app at all, maybe on weekends I'll pop in because I'm not going to be so harsh on. I get so harsh on myself, you know this, and and it's it's that's not healthy too in Lent. So there's a permission for all of you listeners if you struggle with anything, especially you know I'm going to say this: if you struggled with an eating disorder or any mental illness, Lent might be um, a lot of Thanksgiving for you. Just learning to yeah Thanksgiving in the moments of sheer struggle. And so I think I'm going to give all of us permission to just, yeah, sit in that. And so for me, I am off social media so that I can get my act together in this household (laughs) and my brain right. And my, also my brain right to have another natural labor, sis, which you just Uh did, you know how hard that is. And so. And it's really mentally prepare for. And yes, I mean, to get ready for a new baby and and a new house, it is, it is a lot. And Mm -hmm. like, that is kind of like going back to the beginning of the episode is like, that is a Lent in a way. So like, Hey, right. I'm not, I'm not saying what to do, but if you need to pop on to check in on friends on a Sunday, I don't exactly. know wrong with that, you know? Exactly. Like no, no more strict things. Cause you can end up hurting your own self. Like you got to give yourself grace. Like you said earlier, you know, and, and that's what the weekends are for Sunday or Saturday, whatever is for like a, a breath because 40 days is a desert. It's going to be a desert. It's yeah. not comfortable to fast on Fridays, which you or I should not be doing fully right now because you're breastfeeding and I'm 
pregnant, but I know we'll still do some type of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just kind of staying open to that. And then I didn't even figure out a Lenten book beforehand. I felt like it crept up so fast this time. I feel like every year creeps up, but this one was just like, oh, Ash Wednesday's in the morning day. Even like um, I saw that Blessed Is She is doing a really pretty devotional called New Wine, which I love. Your favorite. Wine, yeah. But I was just like, you know, I am not going to rush to order this. Like I just – it just didn't feel like it was this necessary. I think Lent really needs something that like you know what your heart needs. Yes. um, This year is one of those years – for a devotional if I can wake up 30 minutes early with my husband and say a prayer with him huge whatever whatever prayer book we have at our bedside table and we have our coffee together and do that then that is a beautiful Lent too you know um absolutely and and that can be a stress too because this advent we did um sister Miriam's which is so beautiful and I've done we've done them at Lent before too but this year, I'm going to be honest, I, I, I shouldn't say failed, but I failed it. Like, I did not feel And then like, you feel disappointed. You're like, well, then you're mad. I did this and I, I didn't really, you know, follow through with it. So I think that, I think it's good to be very intentional, but don't be scrupulous. And I think anyone who is of religious, um, who is pursuing a religious life, any type of religious life. Yeah. What do you have to say? Hi, baby. <laughs> Augie's got a lot to say. Um, I think we can all tend towards scrupulosity. Yes. Good to check yourself and be like, what is the spirit of this practice? If the spirit is actually to have a deeper faith by the end of Lent, then maybe that's not yelling at my kids. And maybe that is something that's going to change from day to day. Like Mm. this moment. So I think it's just having a Lenten spirit maybe in your heart. That is so good. Yeah, I love what you just said. What is the goal by the end of Lent? And not not our goal, of course. What is his goal for our hearts at the end of Lent? Mm-hmm. How often do we actually sit with that prayer? And maybe we can all do that today when we get our ashes or if you have some quiet time before bed. I've heard some amazing things people are going to do. Some them are giving up their phone the first two hours and the last two hours of the day. Oh, that's cool. So that's an opportunity to sit in quiet and you know, just really reflect or do those, um, the Ignatian spirituality, go through the day. But really today, I think I'm going to take that too, because like, what is, what is God calling me? And you can bring your words for the year into it. Remind yourself of what those were. Um, I'm, I'm reading Dr. Bob's Be Transformed, which I really want you to get because like be healed, but it's just about the sacraments, which we can always be better at, you know, yeah. the confession we're often going to adoration as often as possible. I had a friend recently say, don't convert people by bringing them to mass, convert them by bringing them to adoration. And he's right. You know, that's, that's where Jesus wants to just sit in silence with your heart. And so there's so many cool things that we can do, but not bombarding, like you said, making these lists of, I must do this. I must do this. Because then it becomes poor. Yes. And I just, I saw a really cool post. Um, I don't know if it was today or yesterday about, um, about that actual topic, because, you know, sometimes it can be heavy on our hearts, like people who don't believe or friends or family members who, you know, you wish you could share the beauty of faith with, but you don't really know the right way to, it will be received. Mm-hmm. And it said something like, you know, we don't need to worry about that because God is already working on their salvation. 
in there in his own time in in moments that we might not even know have happened and that that's something too that that I'm like oh I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna sit with that but like we don't have to solve every problem everywhere and um and that's like something that has really been heavy on my heart since moving home because we're we're in a new diocese and a different place. And even though it's our hometown and we love our hometown, um, it's different than the diocese of Arlington. And we mm-hmm. really loved about that diocese. And I was just talking to a friend here, a mutual friend of ours, Siobhan, um, who loves, you know, all things faith. And she's this beautiful um, Catholic photographer who's come to our retreats. And if you've been to our retreats, then you know Siobhan. Um, but she was saying, you know, because like she and I have all these big dreams for this diocese and they haven't totally been received like we thought they would, you know, kind of like dream up these ideas. And you're like, oh, everyone will understand the vision in our mind. In our- and God is kind of like telling us, no, like that isn't the way that I work. Like I don't, I don't work on your timeline. You know, I work on my timeline and maybe you thought that you were meant to do this, but I don't want you to do this right now. And so I think that's something that I've been wrestling with too, is like thinking like I have the right plan. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. no, we have to be silent and listen, like you said, with adoration and just say, what do you want of me right now? It might be something totally different than what I think I need to be doing. Oh, that's so good. You yeah, you could seriously use that in about every area of your life. Holy cow. Like God is the God of justice, not me, Mackenzie. <laughs> like, you know, like even in little conflicts or things that are irritating to you about someone or whatever it is, like he will work it out. Not we don't always need to be the one in these situations or just handing it to him I, like in prayer. Like, can you take this please? Because I don't want to mess it up anyway. And I know you have a better plan of timeline. Like you said, our time is not his time, right? Amen. And I, yeah, I think that Lent is such a good time to like deep dive into our own hearts about all these things. You know, it's like, it it is about giving up the things, but I think it's also just like doing a deep dive into your own heart, you know, and Mm -hmm. that might look like just like really doing an examination of conscience at the end of the night where you're really just sitting there and laying there and saying like, mm-hmm. could I have done something better? Could I have, you know, maybe had a approach that conversation with that person a little bit better, or maybe I talked too much in that conversation, you know, <laughs> like just like really trying to get to know ourselves. And I know I need to work on that. So I think Lent is going to be kind of fluid for me, but also like having some, structured things I want to give up but also open to like what does he want to reveal to me about myself that's so beautiful I I love what you said too like just getting to know ourselves isn't that such a funny thing you think like oh of course we know we know ourselves best and we don't we know we don't know ourselves we don't know who God desires us to be or created us to be all the time because we get in our own way and yeah that quote I shared today by Father Jacques says our fave and you oh, it, it was so good. You, can you read that whole thing? I have it right here and I'm going to text it to you so you have it because that really sat with me um, in the most pain. Like it's painful. Like you don't want to hear it, but it is yeah. so darn true. Oh, so. I have chills thinking about it. We should definitely <sighs> read that now or end the episode with that. Here, I'll read it now. It says, um, it is worth reflecting on the problem of pride. We are all born with a deep wound experienced as a lack of being. 
we seek to compensate by constructing self from our real self. This artificial self requires large amounts of energy to maintain it. Being fragile, it needs protecting. Woe to anyone who contradicts it, threatens it, questions it, or inhibits its expansion. When the gospel says we must die to ourselves, it means this artificial ego, this constructed self, must die so that the real self given to us by God can emerge. Father uh, Philip's words touch upon our deepest insecurities, don't they? Hesitant to acknowledge our deepest wounds, we conceal over true faces. We conceal our true faces. In doing so, we deceive even ourselves. We end up believing that this false self is who we really are, expending all of our energy and maintaining it. We are threatened when anyone tries to unmask us to expose our sin or weaknesses. Oh, so good. I love the part that talks about like, this is such a hard, what was it? It says something about like, this is a hard version of you to maintain because it's like not the real version of you. And I was like, whoa, that is (laughs) to the core. Yeah. Woe to anyone who contradicts it or questions expansion. Like, how many, you know, like, oh, I feel that to my core too. Like, and you can think of situations or people or, and not in a judgmental way, just like think where you've seen it in your life. And you're like, wow, it, it's such a facade. And we don't even know we can yeah. We're not our true, vulnerable, wounded, honest selves, really. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. And that, so wait, if in case people want, into that more can you share the title of the book and stuff yeah so this book is called be transformed by dr bob shoots which we all know and this is his second book to be healed but he says you don't have to read be healed before of course bridget and i would definitely Mm. recommend reading be healed because it changed both of our lives um and they actually are reading it on the abiding together podcast sister miriam did not do a lenten devo this year i think she's really gonna read a lot about this so it's kind of something yeah so i just sent it to you too because it's just a great reminder like yeah and that's lent right so yeah everything he does is so good i'm so i need to order that book yes so um check your local stores because they are definitely on they take a long time i think everyone wants to do it but the sacraments are so healing um is what i've been reading in this book and mm-hmm. every sacrament heals some part marriage, mm-hmm. which I need to tell you, B, because this will resonate so well. You've talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. The sacrament of marriage heals fear. Mm, you that's know? beautiful. Isn't that lovely? So I was I- just thinking about that, actually. That's weird that you brought that up. Um, I was thinking about my own family and that there's a lot of brokenness in my family still, even though mm-hmm. like we, we've come such a long way. But I think when you go through healing processes with your family, it also kind of unearths other areas. So it is a very good thing, the stuff that's happening, mm-hmm. but it's also, you know, it's revealed a lot of things that are hard to see, you know, and yeah. I feel like I could get emotional talking about it, but um, I think, um, wow, I did not think I would cry about this. Mm. Um one thing I was thinking of was, you know, there's things in my family that, you know, have really hurt my heart. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was thinking like, you know, of my marriage. And Mm -hmm. when I was praying about the pain that I was feeling, I was really thinking like, 
what God revealed to me in that moment was like, yes, but I gave you this mm. like awesome husband. And I was in a hard conversation with someone in my family and they kind of threw that out almost like an insult. It was weird. Like it was this, it was this very emotional conversation. Mm. And um, uh, so what was said to me was how could you ever understand you have this loving husband who does anything for you. And, Oh, And that was like, it was just a difficult conversation to have. And I thought about Mm -hmm. that and I was like, you know, there's a lot of pain that my family has gone through. And I think that um, kind of, even though that was a comment that was made as a slight, it Mm -hmm. made me think like, you know, like there is a goodness here that God allowed to come out Mm -hmm. of a hardship. And um, I think that that joy is hard for some folks maybe to see who are still mm-hmm. living in their story of hardship. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you have a beautiful marriage, all of us know who, who may be very happy in our marriages. If you come from any sort of a tough background, you're still working on a lifetime of healing. It doesn't matter, you know, how nice your husband is or how hardworking he is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always going to be your interior. Mm-hmm have to transform you and that's you and God so you know I think that but it's true that I think that marriage like you just said I mean I'm excited to read that book because that is kind of what came up for me as I was just in my thoughts about this conversation and the healing going on in my family that like there are going to be seasons of life that are hard, but a lot of times God is going to gift you with something on the other side. It might not be the complete healing of that particular relationship, but maybe he has a new relationship for you on the horizon or, you know, maybe it's a baby or maybe it's a new place. It's something that he's like, I'm going to heal this wound in you, but I'm not going to heal it the way that you might want it to be. Maybe it's that you want it fully repaired with that other individual that Mm -hmm. said the hurtful things or doesn't see eye to eye with you, but it might just be, there's someone else. That's so good. That is certain parts of you. So yeah, that's really cool that it talks about that. Well, thank you for sharing that. That is so pertinent for today's episode because well two things be like that slight that you heard from whoever was talking to you what they don't see is the work that you have done also like it takes two no one is married to the perfect husband or the perfect Mm -hmm, wife mm -hmm. it's marriage um when it's three to get married and so what the person only sees is that whoever family member has great thing but they don't it's so easy for especially family members to um keep us in a box and not see all the transformation to use the word that both people have had to do to get to this place there's no be married to who you are without your own inner work like that's just always going to be work exactly i think that that's also something that i've had to work through with the justice thing that we were talking about before is like we don't always have to say all the things to explain that to people. And I think that's also something that I've had to work on. Is Which like, is so hard. It's right. So- it's like when you are justice oriented, you're like, no, I need this person to understand that we have worked so hard for this relationship. We. Yes. Or this person actually wasn't perfect. He had to work very hard on himself yes. to get yeah. to the place that, you know, he is at. And so, but again, it goes back to like God 
we have to just trust that God is going to work that out in that person's Mm -hmm. heart. And this is a realization that I am having in real time, like recently. This is not something that I feel like I've always understood. I feel like in the past, I've very much been like, I have to explain to this person how they made me feel. I have to let them know that this hurt me in this way. And now I'm Mm -hmm. coming to this new place of like, no, like I have to just pray and be humble and God will reveal that person to themselves. Yes. Amen. Always. And yes, that's, it's so much freer to live in that place than having to tell someone who they are. And and then I'm, I'm podcasting. I'm in the podcast studio. Oh, I'm, can I join the podcast studio? Come on in. <laughs> what timing? <laughs> what crazy timing? Oh, just perfect timing. Like Speaking of the devil. You know our son is in the other room. I know, but he was being too loud, so I had to step away. <laughs> I left him in the ditch for a second. Hold on, I'll be back. He was sharing he was sharing too much. He was oversharing, Johnny. Your son is oversharing. I'll cut your hair. I'm Anyways, well, yeah, I think you are. We'll chat about this later. This is a I'm seriously thinking about it though. Oh gosh. Okay. I had a weird feeling about this. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later. In our marriage bed. <laughs> so I was going to say, furthermore, with the uh, generational stuff, like Lent is a perfect uh-huh. time to dig deep into anything that has passed down through generations into your own soul. Like yeah. what you're going oh. through in lifetime. Why wow. not use Lent to just sit in that place? We all have those uncomfortable places and just yeah. Yeah. really painful spots and conversations that we've unfortunately had to have with family members or friends and our own selves. And so what a perfect time in these 40 days to, if you don't give up anything and at all, Amen. just sit your thoughts and your heart and saying, God, what, do, who am I in your eyes beyond what? And I think family? that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was, tra- I was saying before is like, maybe Lent is a journal entry every night where it's like, th- there's a specific wound that you're like, I'm trying to work through this. I'm trying to understand this about myself or my family or, you know, God, this bothers me every day. Like every day there's a new thought that comes to my mind. Like the hardship is, then it's like, okay, well, if you don't want to give up something physical, then maybe it is like a heartbreak that you're Mm -hmm. really working through. And you're like, I am going to faithfully face this every day. I'm going to journal about it once a day, or I'm going to pray about it once a day. But I think those are the most fruitful lengths because by the end of the 40 days, you're like, I really sat with that one thing that I needed to work on. And that's what he wants. That's so, so pure to just give that over to him in the end. Well, do you want to pray, sis? I think we should. I think that'd be great. Let's do that. Do you want me to or you too? Maybe you. I feel like you're touching heaven right now. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just ask that anybody um, listening to this right now or going through a hard walk or some deep wounds or um, struggles or desires on their heart that have not been met yet, maybe in a relationship or something something, uh, tangible that you have not given them yet, Lord, I just ask you to give your peace to that person right now and to let them know that Lent is a walk and sometimes it is a hard walk of one foot in front of the other and it's not something that is going to be 
fixed by offering up the right thing or having a million things added to the plate, but more just a journey of the heart and to go to the deep place that you want them to go to. And that place may feel like a desert. It may feel so hard that it feels like a physical burden that they are carrying. Um, But Lord, that I just ask that you let all of us know that you are with us in the desert and that these next 40 days bear fruit by the end, whether that is a repaired relationship or one step closer to a repaired relationship Mm -hmm. or deeper faith in you, whatever it is, reveal to us what that is and help us to discern the right thing to add or Mm -hmm. to give up in order to get the ultimate goal at the end, which is closeness to you and to your cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.